So this morning, if I had to give a title to my message, again, I'm not, I haven't been doing really well with my titles, but I'm just going to say, who are you? Who are you? And it's not going to be a long message because I know we have service tonight. But uh, we're going to start off with Matthew 4, 17. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. Matthew 4, 17. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Oh, uh-oh. I said the word. You can either hate me or love me after that one. <laughs> Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It says, from that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The Passion Translation says it like this. From the time on, the be- from the time on Jesus began preaching, to proclaim the message of these words. Keep turning away from your sin and come back to God. For heaven's kingdom realm is now accessible. I like the way that sounds. Now accessible. Now accessible. So when we turn away from our sin, it says that the kingdom realm becomes accessible. What does the kingdom realm look like? Everything that Jesus did, we can do now. Bam. Bam. Holy Ghost. Everything that Jesus did. Come on, just paraphrase. He says, I got to go be with the Father, but now I leave you Holy Spirit. Now greater things will you do than what I did here on earth. Jesus walked around raising the dead, healing the sick. Can you imagine? I, I mean, I love to just picture it, you know, Jesus in a now time, walking down the street, downtown Bryan, just kind of just. And Jesus was cool, so he, you know, he had some real nice kicks on. He had the best. Yeah, he'd be kicking. Walking down the street, and all of a sudden, oh, right? People begin to scream. Man, people getting demons being set free in aisle 11 at Walmart. Because he was just walking the demonstration of the power of God because who he was, who he is. All of heaven becomes accessible to you and I. Luke 5, 32 says this. I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. I can go into a whole message on just that alone. But let's just stay here. (laughs) Because if we truly understand that statement, it'll change the whole paradigm on how we think and how we believe. He says, I I did not come for the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. Let's read this in the Passion again. 
I have not come to call the righteous, but to those who fail to measure up and bring them into repentance. There's something about repentance, and I know you know this, so I'm not going to. So repentance seems pretty, pretty important. Jesus said, I did not call for the righteous. You see, God, he wants to break us out of our religious bubbles, our religious mindset, our way of thinking, and to step into a kingdom reality. You know, we use words like kingdom. We use words that, that sound so, so, I'm just going to say it, like we know what we're talking about. And the truth is, many times, my interpretation of the kingdom isn't going to be the same that you would probably think. When I say, on earth as it is in heaven, that means I'm declaring all of earth to come under subjection of heaven. That means that everything that's happening in heaven is happening here on earth. That we get to walk in the fullness of who we are as sons and daughters. We want to step into our kingdom reality for us to truly understand what sonship means. I mean, I know you guys have heard a lot of this before, and I just, it may be a refresher for some of us. But to be, understand what it is to be a son. And when I say son, I'm talking male, female inclusive, sons and daughters. That we step into that reality of what it means to be an ambassador. Apostle Brandon was talking last night about being an ambassador. What is an ambassador? It is a sent one. And listen, and until you have traveled outside of the world, outside of the nation, out of the world, hey, come on. <laughs> Planet new right now. But until you have traveled abroad, outside of the United States, you truly cannot appreciate what the embassy does. There's something about the flag that waves. I'm telling you, man. When that flag waves, you just know if I can just get there. When all the bullets start flying, <laughs> let me get to the flag. <laughs> Why? Because the embassy is the sovereign ground. Wherever that flag is planted, it becomes the sovereignty, which means this. This is an embassy of heaven right now. This is an embassy in heaven, and we are filled with ambassadors. Every one of you is an ambassador in the kingdom of heaven, waiting to be dispatched. I'm telling you. And we have to understand who we are because you could be an ambassador and not know you're a son. You could be an ambassador and still function as an orphan. The kingdom reality is... Knowing who we are. You are a kingdom citizen. You are, listen, that, I know it sounds funny, but I, I walk in here in the mornings and I say it on purpose to the people. Good morning, kingdom citizen. 
good morning, King. And they say, hey, good morning. No, but I do it on purpose. <laughs> we, are, uh, we are citizens of actualization. And the Lord is wanting to mobilize the kingdom here on earth. But guess what? He needs you and I to do it. Hmm. You know, I, I, I never thought I would be in Ohio, guys. I'm just be honest. Never thought we would be in Ohio. I was kind of happy where I was at. <laughs> I was kind of happy. But I'm going to tell you what. The Lord is wanting to establish these pockets of fire in the nation. And I remember back in 2010 when the Lord said, I'm birthing forth pockets of revival in the nation. And I believe we're seeing that here in Ohio. We're going to see it in Indiana. We're going to see it in Michigan. We're going to see it throughout the United States. There's pockets of fire that God is birthing forth right now. He is calling forth the burning ones, the remnant bride. He's calling forth the kingdom citizens. You know, I remember uh, um, a story. I was telling this yesterday about what Bobby Connor said about the end time army. You know, Bobby was an old-time Baptist preacher, real conservative. And one time he went into this encounter with the Lord, and the Lord began to show him people that had mohawks and purple hair and covered in tattoos, man, covered in sleeves and bodies and piercings all over their face. And, and Bobby kind of said, oh, Lord, Lord, what is this, God? He was an old-time Baptist, you know. So, oh, Lord, what are you showing me this for, Lord? And Bobby says, Bobby. He said, this is my end-time army. This is my end-time army. He said, these are the ones that I have called who are going to do what I've called them to do because they don't care what people think about them. And I so appreciate the word that Apostle Brandon shared last night. He said, the misfits are coming. Send the misfits, God. I'll be a misfit for Jesus. <laughs> Come on. Kingdom citizens. To see the government of heaven being established here on earth. What does that even look like? Listen, I'm telling you, to see the fivefold, to see people functioning and the purpose of their destiny, every one of you in this room is a leader destined to lead. Every one of you. If you have been in a church system and you've been in the pews for 20 years, 15 years, and you're still sitting in the pew, get out of the church. You're in the wrong church. Tell me. You were a leader destined to lead. And in the kingdom of heaven, in the kingdom of heaven, he begins to position those. See, that's what the government of heaven looks like. The ecclesia, the church, the government of God. 
That's why it's so important that we see the apostolic and the prophetic. Listen, what does it look like when we see the prophetic and the apostolic generations begin to merge together? That's when we see the remnant bride being birthed. Right now, what was under attack this past season? COVID came in, but what was the main thing that brought division in the charismatic movement? It was the division in the prophetic voice. The enemy knew that if he could try to come and assassinate the prophetic voice, but what the Lord's doing is he's bringing the apostles and the prophets And there's a voice that's emerging. That's the burning ones. That's the eagles of fire. Those are the ones that say, God, I'll go. Send me. Here I am. We sang it today, didn't we? Here I am, God, send me. Someone in this generation. Kingdom established here on earth. The ecclesia. That the pastors, the teachers, the evangelists, the prophets, the apostles, they would come and they begin to function and their very purpose on how they were designed to function. That it's not about one person behind the pulpit trying to run the whole show. I'm not true. We're not trying to do that here. No way. We want to see everybody step into their purpose and their destiny. To establish and demonstrate and activate the fivefold as described in Ephesians. Let's turn to Second uh, Corinthians. We're going to turn to Second Corinthians chapter five. Shaka boom, Holy Ghost. Man, I could feel the glory. Woo! Okay. We're going to start at uh, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. And then I'm going to probably read down to verse 21. Just hang out with me a little bit. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. 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 Hey, Adam was able to call a So, Lord, come on, Jesus. He is a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. Can we think about that one for a minute? You, Shazam, come on. You are new. If you have given your life to the Lord, the old things are passed away. You are a new creature. You are now a kingdom citizen. You are now a citizen of actualization. You are now a ambassador, an ambassador. You are a sent one. Verse 18, 18. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing the trespasses unto them, and have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. 
Now verse 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as through God did not beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. Verse 21, for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That you may be made in right standings with him. That you may be found right in him. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. And the old life is gone and your new life has begun. Come on, let's give Jesus a big... Come on, Jesus! Thank you, Lord. On earth as it is in heaven. I'm telling you what. Let's turn to Matthew 6.10. Well, you don't have to turn. I'm just going to. Matthew 6.10. The commission from Jesus Christ in Matthew 6.10 is to invade heaven and to invade earth with all of heaven's reality. Simply put, this means whatever exists in heaven exists here on earth. That means joy. Listen, some of us, that's why I'm saying, we, we talk about the kingdom. But yet we walk around angry at the world. We walk around in church like we got frowns. We're like, ah. Ah. Where are you going? I'm going to church. And then you get to church, go, Hey, brother, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. Is this your first time here? Yeah. Man, we're supposed to be believers. None of y'all in here, okay? Just don't know. Nobody in here. I'm not. Yeah, disclaimer. Lord Jesus. But it's true. We walk around. Talking about the kingdom of heaven, and we're I'm just and we're angry at the, everybody. <laughs> I'm like, and you're like, I don't want you to pray for me. <laughs> but that means that joy is your portion. If you are an ambassador of heaven, joy is your portion. Healing is your portion. Resurrection power is your portion. Living a life revived is your portion. Revival is your portion. That's it. Ah. Freedom is your portion. Faith is your portion. Peace is your portion. Resources, power. It's all, I'm just going to say, it's all unleashed. Isn't that powerful? It's like, I'm feeling kind of sad today. Well, let me give you some joy. Well, I just feel like anxiety. How about some peace? Peace. 
<laughs> right? There's a dead, bird, dead body. Resurrection power. But do we really believe? Come on, do we really believe? Ah, oh, Jesus. Listen, we are called to be atmosphere changers. When we walk out of this place, I don't care where you go. When you walk into a store, you are to shift it. It doesn't happen just in church. <laughs> I, I remember uh, um, I heard a story about John Hagee one time. He was, he was uh, and I can tell this story because he told it, so I'm going to tell it. <laughs> he was driving on his way somewhere one day in his car, and somebody cut him off, and he got livid. For those of you who don't know who John Hagee is, he's a church pastor of one of the largest mega churches in, in Texas and Cornerstone. And uh, so he just goes off, man. And he's like, and then he looks to the right and realizes that the person next to him is watching him go off is one of the people that attends his church. And he was like, I'm so sorry. When, what we do outside of church matters. We got to be people of character, the kingdom culture, to walk in the culture of honor. Listen, that's what I'm saying. The kingdom isn't just a word that we use. It's a lifestyle, how we live. Everything changes when we start operating, living, and functioning the kingdom. It's, it's a whole nother shift. No longer are, well, it is what it is. No, it is what Jesus says it is. No longer is it like, well, I'm dealing with that. No, it's illegal in the kingdom to be suffering with depression. It's illegal. The only thing that makes things legal is when you begin to agree with the whisper of the enemy, you relinquish the very keys that God, that Jesus went to Hades and took away. You give the key back. We are atmosphere changers. That we would live a lifestyle manifesting the presence of God everywhere we go. And listen, I'm not going to say I have it all figured out because I'll be lying. I have bad days, man. I had a bad day the other day. And I just pick myself up, dust myself off. That's right. But that we would manifest his presence everywhere we go. That means that we get to walk in an open heaven daily. Can you imagine walking <laughs> we may not hear it, but it's happening. Right? I love it. Peter walked around in that. He said that he walked in the overflow. His shadow healed. He was living the kingdom lifestyle. That there was an overflowing that came out of him. That even the shadow was healing. Oh, 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Lord, let that just be today. Father, here in Holiday City, here in Ohio, God, in Mississippi, God, in Texas, God, in this nation, God, we declare it, God. Jesus. Luke 13. Now you have to Luke. Y'all play too much. Luke 13. 13 verse 3 through 5 it says, um, Some of those present informed Jesus that Pilate had slaughtered some Galilean Jews while they were offering sacrifice at the temple. Mixing their blood with the sacrifice, they were doing an offering. Jesus asked them, he turned to the crowd and asked them, do you believe that they slaughtered the Galileans worse, were worse sinners than the Galileans? No, they weren't. So listen to me. Unless you repent, you will perish as they did. Or what about the 18 who perished when the tower of Siloam fell upon them. Do you really think they were more guilty than the others in Jerusalem? No, they weren't. But unless you repent, you will eternally perish just as they did. Come on. <laughs> so, one of the first demands that Jesus did when he made his public ministry, the first demands he did was, repent! This command was undiscriminately, and it was a call for the radical, it was called for a radical inward change. He was called, like, like, Listen, this is serious. Change the way you believe. Change the way you think. Man, okay, I don't know if I have enough time to do all that. But listen, he said something. He says, behold, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of God. So Jesus knew that when he arrived... That the kingdom was there. And because he knew he was there, the kingdom became manifested. And in that manifestation, the presence of God, there was a call that they had to respond to because he was telling them, shift the way you think. The kingdom is here now. I want you all to get this. He was, it was a call to repentance. Inward change toward God and man. Let me ask you guys a question. And just, you don't have to answer it. Just, but how many of you guys believe that heaven is real? Yeah. 
Amen. It is. Then you must believe that hell is also a very real place too. The Bible is very descriptive of what hell is. And listen, I'm not that guy that preaches the fire and brimstone, but I will tell you there is a reality of hell. Hmm. Hell is a place of total conscious eternal separation from the blessings of God. And for somebody who's really walking this love journey with the Father, to be absent of the presence of God, to be absent of the peace, the joy, the love, to be absent of all things Jesus, you're, that's what hell is, looks like. It's a separation from the blessings of God. If a person rejects God through life by never submitting to him and repentance, that's what hell says it looks like. And then the Bible says, and then the person will enter eternally after death without God. It'll be inhumanly, inhumanly, you know what I'm trying to say. Our human minds can't comprehend. There you go. <laughs> Matthew 8, verse 12 says, it's the weeping. This is what the Bible says it describes it. It says in Matthew, weeping. There's a wailing. The gnashing of the teeth. Complete and total darkness. Flames, burning, torment. Listen, I, I, I've spoken with many people in my years of ministry how they've lived a life of torment. Torment is a prerequisite of hell. That's why Jesus says, repent! For the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's a good God. That his love leads us to repentance. Listen, I, I, don't, I don't believe and I don't subscribe into that. Beating people on the head. Trying to make them feel. No, I don't, I don't believe that. Y'all know part of my story and that's not the way the Lord found me. But I will say this, that the love of God leads us to that place of repentance. Because he loves us so much. That he gives us every opportunity. You know what every one of you is? You is what you are in here today. Boy, y'all are making me. Woo! You know what you is? No, you know. You know what you guys are? 
You guys are an opportunity for somebody. Every one of us is an opportunity. That's a good God. That when you leave this place, you are the opportunity for somebody who doesn't know God. Opportunity. See, that's a whole other perspective. It's a whole other way of thinking. Jesus. Heaven is real. Lord, thank you, Father, for the glory realms, God. I thank you for your presence, God. I just want to live in that third heaven world, just that glory and presence. Jesus. Holy Spirit. Two things. Show us that repentance is an internal change. For whatever reason, I don't know why the Lord's having me speak on this this morning. But the first part, the word repent means, and again, I know y'all know this, it's metanoia. Metanoia means to repent. And it speaks of the direction. The first part of that word meta. It means movement or change. Noia represents to the, the purpose. So when we speak of the word repent, when Jesus said repent, he was saying, you need to start to move. You need to start changing the way you think because I have a purpose for you today. So the basic meaning of repent is to experience a change of the mind's perception for your purpose. Jesus finished it all. Let me get the worship team to come on up here. I'm going to be closing up in just a second. Oh, Jesus. But you know that there's nothing that you and I can do that will separate us from the love of God? Nothing. (laughs) And I got so many notes here, I don't even know where to go. Jesus. I always do that. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Lord. We need to begin to live a kingdom culture, to see the culture of heaven manifested here on earth and to be demonstrated all around the world. You know that when we live a kingdom culture, a culture of heaven, Miracles, signs, and wonders follow you everywhere you go. It's not even something that you have to do. It's something that happens. It's who you are because it's the DNA of heaven. Um, 
I want us to look at Paul really quick. We're just going to take a really quick journey. And jo- uh, Paul was, was, was traveling, and, and he goes into uh, Ephesus. And we're going to turn to Acts 19 really quick. We're going to start on Acts 19. We're going to start on verse 11. Now, this is Paul on one of his his journeys. Verse 11 says, God kept releasing a flow of extraordinary miracles through the hands of Paul. Because of this, people took Paul's handkerchiefs, his articles, his clothing, even pieces of cloth, that he had touched on his skin, laying them on the bodies of those who were sick, diseased. Demons left them, and they were healed. Verse 13 and 14. Now, there were seven itinerant Jewish exorcists, the sons of Sceva, the high priest, who took it upon themselves to use the name of Jesus. Over those who were demonized. And they would say, We cast you out in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. Did y'all catch that? He said, We cast you out in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. That's kind of (laughs) like, all right. It's kind of like you're waiting. Well, actually, maybe I should stop. Okay, remember when you were back in the day when you were going to the nightclub? Okay. I was a bouncer. So I'm only going to talk for my, my, my days. <laughs> no. <laughs> Paul Swallows, no, I don't remember any of those days. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's kind of, they're saying, we cast you out in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. It's kind of like the person trying to wait to get into the nightclub and says, hey, I know the DJ. <laughs> I'm with the DJ. But let me tell you what. Intimacy with the king gives you access to the power of the king. That's it's a whole other shift. Verse 15, one day they said those words, and the demon and the man replied, I know about Jesus, and I recognize Paul, but who do you think you are? Then the demonized man jumped on them, threw them on the ground, started beating them mercilessly, mercilessly. He overpowered them, the seven exorcists, until they ran out of the house naked and badly bruised. Okay. Knowing who you are and intimacy with the king gives you access to the authority of heaven. That's the kingdom mandate. So you see all this happen to, the, to these seven 
the sons of Sceva. And then you go down to verse 17 because something happened. These demons go, they beat this guy, they, they beat him bad. Then something happens. Verse 17 says, all the people in Ephesus were all struck. They're like, <gasps> both Jews and non-Jews, when they heard about what happened, great fear fell over the entire city. And the authority of the name of Jesus was exalted. The power comes. The kingdom shows up. And then what happened in 17? No. Now let's go to verse 18. Many believers publicly confessed their sins and disclosed their secrets. Verse 19. Large number of those who had been practicing magic took all of their books and their scrolls and their spells and their incantations and they publicly began to burn them. When the value of all the books and scrolls were calculated, it came out to be million dollars. Verse 20, the power of God caused the word to spread and the people were greatly impacted. When the kingdom of heaven comes, the power is demonstrated. Then revival breaks out. That was revival that broke out. What happened? People were impacted. When the dunamis power of God shows up, people are impacted. Lives are restored. Repentance happens. Hearts turn to God. Miracles happen. The fear of God comes back in the house. And then the counterfeit gets exposed. The past seven or eight weeks, <laughs> we had about one night alone, we had about five or six witches run out of the room because of the power of God. Let's stand up tonight, this morning. Whoo! Holy Ghost. <laughs> Father, I thank you, God. I thank you for who you are this morning, God. You're so amazing, Lord. Father, we, we exalt you, Lord. We, you are high and lifted up this morning, God. We just love you, Father. Jesus, I thank you for everybody who's watching online, God. Those that are in this room, God, right now, we declare, God, that today is a new day, God. Oh, it's a day of new beginnings, God. It's a day of breakthrough, God. It's a day of declaration, God. Oh, we thank you, God, that we would say the kingdom of heaven is here now.
Father, I thank you, God, that you have called us for such a time as this, Lord. Father, and I call forth our destinies and our purpose, God. And I say, ambassadors, rise. Ambassadors, rise. Kingdom citizens, rise. Kingdom citizens, rise. Holy Ghost. I'm going to just ask right now, listen, and maybe this is the first time you've ever been here, or maybe this is the first time you've ever heard a message like this. I want you to know that Jesus loves you. And it says that his mercies are new every morning. And it doesn't matter what yesterday looked like. It doesn't matter what happened the day before. But if you would like to say, I want to know this Jesus today, we want to pray with you. Is there anybody in here this morning that would say, I want to know Jesus? Come on, here. Anybody else? Anybody else would say, I want to know Jesus? Come on, I'm not asking you to join a church. I'm not asking you to, I just want, I want you to know who Jesus is. Is there anybody else this morning? Come on. Celia, Jeremy, can I have y'all come up here? I want you to lead this man to Jesus. Come on. If there's anybody else, come on up here. Come on, don't be embarrassed. Now's the time. Oh, today's a brand new day. Anybody else?